this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, we are live for another Unapologetically Bold I'm Not Sorry For, and I'm pumped today to have Gabriel with me. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, anytime, Emily. I I am actually kind of thrilled to be doing this because I, for those who don't know, I do host my own live stream show, which I do five nights a week, um, but it's very rare that I get the opportunity to turn around and be on somebody else's show. Whenever I get these opportunities, I love it. So um, I've actually started kind of enjoying doing it more and more. I've actually had the opportunity now to say, Hey, um, let's schedule something. Let's get together and let's I'll hop on your show. Um, because again, I, I'm always used to being on the other side of it. I kind of, kind of find it thrilling a little bit to be on this side of the other end of the interview so it's it's, it's sort of weird but again <laughs> it's always about a learning experience and i'm enjoying this hey man and it's the one thing i always hear everybody's like oh that went by so quick and i'm like <laughs> it does <laughs> it goes by just as quick for me as it does you so to briefly tell everybody about a little bit about my backstory um i am a father for uh, i've been married for the last 23 years um and you know, I wanted to start doing something to start impacting people's lives and start building connections. So uh, the initial idea for me was to start doing a podcast. I had done a blog before. I've done other things on social media. But one day I kind of saw somebody else doing a live stream, what we're doing now. And it, it kind of caught my attention. I said, wow, what an interesting way to engage with people. So I started seeing more people commenting and um it kind of, I kind of got this bug and I saw it and I said, you know what? I want to go learn how to do this. So I went out on a mission to essentially learn how to do all of this from scratch. That's why uh, the name of my show is called the Made from Scratch Broadcast because I didn't know anything about doing any of these sort of things until um, January of last year, as a matter of fact. So my learning curve has been pretty quick, but... Um, <laughs> One of, the, one of the best things that I've learned about doing these interviews and this journey is that I, I come to learn a lot more about myself mm. when I have these interviews. Um, and it's, it's simply because I hear somebody else's experiences. I hear somebody else tell their tale. And it always brings to me a different perspective that somebody else is having. And it brings my own life and my own uh, first world problems into focus. And I go, you know what? Uh, life is really good. I, I, I'm very blessed and I always think about these things and I go, there's somebody else some, somewhere, 
somebody else is going through something a little bit more difficult than I am. And they're winning by getting past it and, and going through whatever tribulations and storms that they're getting through and coming out clean on the other side. And to me, that's what I said to myself. I said, you know what? My life is, my life is a d- different, but it's also the same as everybody else because everybody else has their struggles. But mm-hmm. I learned from other people and I learned different ways to approach um, certain situations in life now. So it's it's become more for me about seeing the little things in life and enjoying those where I was just kind of, I was kind of bypassing them. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean just, just the little joys of, you know, for example, waking up in the morning, having a cup of coffee and seeing the sunrise. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the times you would go, that's a normal, everything happens 365 days out of the year, but to sit there and take it in and go, wow, it's a beautiful world and enjoy it. See it from that, to those eyes. So that's kind of, for me, what I've taken in a lot of these things. And I've also learned that um, I've, I've learned different lessons about how to be more positive or how to be uh, more open and more honest and vulnerable with people um, by having a lot of these conversations. Um, I was kind of already that way myself, but hearing other people who have gone through, like I said, their different journeys and their paths of enlightenment. And then when they get on here and they're super positive, that kind of just like amps you up a little bit. You just feel, I, I, I want to go do something right now. No, I want to go make impact right now. So I, I love the opportunity to reach out and have those conversations. So that's why for me, these conversations have become very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in a lot of ways, because I get to hear, um, I, I get to hear somebody else kind of teaching me, I, and mm-hmm. I and I love that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter age. It doesn't matter uh, gender. It doesn't matter belief. Sometimes it it. I just hear it and I go, mm-hmm. "Wow, this is mind blowing to me." So I, I take those in and I. And every time that I get the opportunity, this is why I do this. And this is why my pursuit is to make this into an actual career. So I love it. And that's the thing that uh, first time we met, we even talked about that and how much the interesting thing that happened from this is that one, we're way global Mm -hmm. and like my problems in Dalton, Georgia are actually problems people all the way in Australia have as well. And that was just mine mind-boggling to me but then the other thing is is just how awesome humanity is even though media doesn't typically portray it humanity is amazing and there are so many awesome people on this planet but if you look for them and i do want to highlight a comment real quick from uh, jesus practicing gratitude does some great things Uh it does does so many amazing things and one of my favorite things i always talk about is that it actually can increase your life and your longevity by up to 17%. So it is not like, and if you quit smoking, it's about 5%. So it literally is a secret weapon. No, I don't want you to go smoking, but still, it has so much impact and so much that it can do for you. So that, and I also think another thing is being unapologetically bold, which goes into today's session. So 
I'm going to ask you, Gabriel, what would you tell the world that you are no longer sorry for? You know what? I'm no longer sorry for just being who I'm supposed to be. Um, and what I mean by that is I no longer try to fit myself in a box that somebody else thinks I should go in. So if somebody says, um, you know what, you shouldn't say these sort of things in front of these sort of people, or you shouldn't say these kind of things, or you shouldn't do these sort of things uh, because they kind of they'll look bad or whatever. And I said, you know what, I, I don't apologize for what I do. Um, if I've thought what I want to go through and do it, I follow what my gut tells me to do, and I do it anyway. So if somebody tells me, hey, that probably won't be a good move for you to change careers, or hey, you're not going to be able to find a career in doing live stream. Okay, that's fine. Tell me whatever you want to tell me, but I'm not going to apologize for getting up and doing this every day and finding a way to make this happen. I don't have to. Um, I, I found, I've found, for me, that passion and that drive and to me that's all that really matters when i get up in the morning and i go you know what i have all that i, I have all the tools that i need i just need to go start doing it so mm -hmm. i take i take i take all eight thousand six hundred eighty six thousand four hundred seconds that i get every single day and i try to maximize it as much as i can by either reaching the connection trying to be just being kind with somebody right just opening a door for somebody saying hello um offering something to somebody you know who, you know at the street or corner somebody's hungry if i have a lunch or something give it to them i'll have an opportunity to eat later and i'll i don't know if that person will but it's just doing those small little things right that really make a difference in life and this is why like if you can't see it but i want to show you guys this is because my my kindness is cool that's what my mentor that's what my mentor restaurant says this is his swag, but I wear it because I believe fully in what he says every single day. And he ends his show every day by saying, kindness is cool, smiles are free. It's the truth. If you can live your life like that every single day, and no matter the tragedy, don't matter if the sun's out, if it's cloudy, whatever, whatever the mood is, if you can do that, you've made a big impact on this world. And, and said, like, Jesus said gratitude. Gratitude is everything. So yeah, I don't apologize for being this person. So if I somebody says you seem just too happy, well, I'm just too happy. I don't I think it's the other way around. You need to really look at the perspective of you, not me. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes into the point, too, about um, countering the beliefs that you have to look, walk and be a certain way. <laughs> No, no, you don't. Ki kindness literally is cool. I'm going to butcher this quote because I heard it for the first time today. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Um, but what he said was that a rose counts more whenever you're alive compared to whenever it's a wreath. More roses on a wreath whenever you're dead. I'm like, whoo. But that's true. And he's like, go do something kind for somebody. And I'm like, yes, yes. Like everything about this. And it's so true that makes me think of one of my girlfriends her husband tragically passed away by lightning strike and but every year or not just every year all the time he'd give her roses all the time he'd give her roses and that's just what i thought is like 
he was set. He cherished that relationship. He died way too young. But that is something that left a legacy because he did kindness. He thought of others. And that belief that he had is like, I don't care what other people think. Like, I don't have to be this macho man. Da, da, da. Like he was himself. He loved his wife unconditionally. And he gave her roses all the time. And so that's that was the thing that got back in my mind. But I think that goes more into what what you're not sorry for is, is your beliefs. And like kindness is cool. And when was the first time that you, it kind of hit you or where were you at? Maybe the first time whenever it hit you that you're like, I don't care what you think anymore. You know, I, I heard people, I was in a, actually at a, at a party and they were talking about, of course, um, religion and uh, they were, you know, they were talking about what one person believes and another person believes. And I thought, you know what? It, to me, my belief is just that. It's mine. If I believe it full, 100% wholeheartedly, who can tell me I'm wrong? Who can? It's my belief. That's the, the whole thing in, in having a belief and having faith is, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, none of us know what's right. We don't. None of us. So if I see somebody who sits there and that's what he's passionate about and he goes and he's you know praying every single day you know somebody might say oh well he's a religious zealot or he's something what no you know what he is he's just practicing what he loves he's he's being what he's supposed to be and for that i i see that and the first time i heard people talking about that and saying you know you should probably take into account the feelings of others when it comes to something like that i said you know what no first of all I'm going to put my beliefs, what I believe first. And then, you know, yes, I'll be open to listening, to understanding. I won't be at judgment because, again, not my place. But I can learn from it. But that's not where I'm going to say I I shouldn't believe something because it disagrees with somebody else. My mm-hmm. what I What I believe in is what I believe in. And I don't have to tell anybody I'm sorry. I don't have to tell anybody any of that. So if somebody comes on, excuse me, uh, a show where it's about business and kind of talking about religion or politics, I tell them, please say what you want to say. This is, this is what my forum is about. And I want you to not have to apologize. I tell some, I, I hear people saying, Hey, I'm sorry about this or like even with kids, people who have kids at home and they're having to work from home, right? And and a kid might zoom in inside of the inside of the camera shot and walk by out, and they apologize. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for. And I tell them, please do not apologize. That's just your life. That's you being you. That's what we have to accept. Um, so whenever I see something like that, I say, don't apologize. You know what? Let's just work past it. And, and let it be part of the conversation if it has to be. So if your kid pokes your head in there, hey, how are you doing? Guess what? He's just being a kid. He doesn't know that you're doing a live show. He doesn't know that you're talking about business. He's being him. That's the person you should follow. His belief mm-hmm. in what he's doing right there is not, it's even without thought. I can come on here, smile, say hello, and, and not even think about it. It's us who put the thought in and say, oh, that's bad. Don't do that. Get out of the way. Get out of the camera. Go over there. Bugging everything. To me, I was like, it is what it is. If that's your life, 
I'm not interested in what that is. I'm interested in what who you are as a person and let's continue this conversation. So yeah, I've had plenty of that. <laughs> I think it's really important too. And I think that also highlights one of the comments here that John said is that there's a lot of good out there. There really is. And it's how you make it too. Like in the situations, some people could make it as like, make it more than it is. And they can actually kill their humanity in the process because everybody, I'm going to tell you, everybody you're going to live stream, me and him, we've done tons of them. We still have an image at times. It's like, like we want to make sure that we do it our best that we can. I will yeah. tell you after these, I don't schedule anything out because I want to give my everything to these. So saying that we have to bring humanity, anybody that's coming on camera for the first time, even not. And that's one thing that I think is interesting that I love about yours is yes, you do have some famous people on there. I do as well. But the people that I love a whole lot is the not that famous people can't be real, but the ones that are real, but also the people that are like novice to this. And it's just like, I'm coming to tell a story. I've told it to all my friends. I've told it to my families and I'm just ready to start. Okay. Come on. We're just having a coffee chat. That's all it is. It's just us chit chatting, you know, That's because exactly. there's value in it. There literally is so much value in it. And here's the other thing I think is interesting too. When you care so much what other people believe and you care about countering them, you usually don't tell your story. Mm -hmm. And so yes. tell me about that for you. When was that or how has that helped you be able to tell some of your stories about life and, and living? And I know that you said that you've learned so much from this. Well, and I think that part of that has been about talking about where I was prior to doing all of this how I had found myself in a very dark point in my life. And it was during that, those dark times where I was sitting here thinking, um, I leaned a lot on my faith, but again, while you're going through it, you don't see any, that light at that moment. And you're just, you're just stuck and you feel like, what is, what is purpose? What is, you know, what is, what am I supposed to get up and do every day? What is the one thing that I need to answer the call to today? What is it? You know, and that's hard. That was hard for me for a very long time. And I, I think once I started to figure out that um, I just not, I just needed to start expressing myself is when the light bulb went off and things started changing for me because I, I, I wasn't the type of person four years ago who would, even consider writing a blog. I wasn't the kind of person who would talk about my feelings. I wasn't the type of person to do any of this. Um, that was more of the kind of thought rationale where if I just hide it, nobody will know. I can just mask it and, you know, just be something else and nobody will really know what I'm going through. And at some point, that stuff just comes to the surface it, it, and it starts, you start really thinking about it. And I think a lot of it has to do with when you get to the point where you start questioning your own uh, mortality mm -hmm. or you start thinking legacy and start thinking about what will be remembered of you. That's one of the questions that I ask everybody at the end of my show. I ask one question. That's it. I ask everybody, you know, when the book is said and done on you, 
what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind and what do you want to be remembered for? Those were the two things that were kind of the driving factors for me to go, okay, what am I going to be remembered for? What legacy do I want to leave behind? And it really started getting me out there and saying, you know what? I don't care if people are judgmental of what I have to say. I don't care uh, what people will think of my writing. I'm just going to start putting it out there. And then that kind of translated into doing a live stream as well. I mean, it literally starting in a dark garage with the camera and one light and talking, saying, if somebody watches it, somebody watches it. Mm-hmm. Not, not knowing where the, where the, that the starting point would change the trajectory of who I was as a person and, and what I've learned. So that's why I said it all started with me figuring out while I was still not in the right mindset of what I really wanted to do with life. And I think that's where for a lot of people, especially going through this time now with, with uh, being stuck this last year in COVID and a lot of people being stuck at home because of either unemployment or having to work from home or whatever it is. So people start getting to that mindset of questioning these things. Like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this my actual calling? And you start seeing people change their positions and use that buzzword pivot into doing something else that they want to do. You know, hey, I've started a business. I've become an entrepreneur or I've changed the way that I approach with client, whatever it was. Seeing that and hearing that and knowing that people are still surviving and some people are thriving during this sort of <laughs> pandemic, right? It's, it's just what shows why I, there's so much hope in human nature and, mm-hmm. and there's so much hope in humanity because again, if we can shine when it's dark, you know, and show that little beacon of light to everybody else, then hopefully somebody else will see and go, you know what? If he can do it that time, I can do it when life is at a normal sort of pace. I can just change. So for me, that's why I said in my dark times and figuring out, again, what my life was supposed to be, because for, I'm going to tell you, for the last 40, for the first 40 years of my life, I was just in, you know, constant mode of, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just, I was just going every day in a routine mm-hmm. to the point, into the point where I said, you know what, I can't do it anymore. I just couldn't. This is, again, I was not the most photogenic person. I wasn't the person who wanted wanted to be on camera. I was, I didn't even have skills to learn how to interview people, but I said at, at the point of, at the beginning of the year, I told myself, I have to challenge myself. And I've continued to challenge myself. And even when I didn't meet the goals that I didn't want to, I still have to get up and go, I got to challenge myself. And even if it's somebody else that pushes me in that way, I still yeah. figure out. I think that's so interesting too, that, in essence, to whenever you get out of your own way, in essence, you can then be more confident in your beliefs and countering others because you're starting to learn yourself. You know yourself. You love yourself more. And I think that is so imperative, but I think it is important for people to understand that you have to do you and get uncomfortable. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. And know that pressures will come. 
And I think that's something I do want to talk about real quick is the pressures. I feel like, you know, it's Q4 or about to be in it. And like, um, I know by the time this is aired on podcast, it won't be Q4. But um, the thing is, is that there's so many pressures happening right now. Yes. And we got to meet these deadlines and it's 2020. We got to make something of it. So what would you say to those people about the pressures that we put on ourselves and getting out of our own way? Well, if anything, if even if COVID's taught us anything, right, it is the fact that, you know what, it doesn't matter what kind of pressures we put on ourselves. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, what we think needs to be accomplished. If you as a person, if you as a person cannot wake up every day and be happy, right? And, and this is why I say happiness is, even though through all those pressures, if you're happy and you still have those kind of pressures, right? Whatever you're facing isn't even a problem anymore. It's pretty much, um, you know what? I can get through this. Even if I don't meet that quota, guess what? Tomorrow I'll have another opportunity to redeem myself or whatever. So if you find going out there and you're in the pursuit of, of trying to be happy as a person, I think that it doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter if it's Q4. It doesn't matter if it's COVID. It doesn't matter if it's the bubonic plague. If you're that person who's living and, and, and I always think of, you know, a story like somebody like Job, right? He went through so much, so much, had everything taken from him, everything, right? Didn't still, still didn't give up, still did not, not turn out, did not believe until, and even questioning, questioning, even questioning, he still believed. And, and I think that's why I said, you know, if you have that same sort of belief and wanted to be a happy person and you want to go live your life, even the times that you think that are very hard and people would say, this is a time when you should be miserable. You should be whatever it is. Like, you know, your friend who husband's passed away too early. My, I had a friend whose wife passed away during COVID. She died of pancreatic cancer. You know what? You know what? He had the best attitude about it though. He got up every morning. Still went out and knew that the sun was going to rise tomorrow. I mm -hmm. still have to go out there and do something. And, and I'm going to live my life as happy as possible. It doesn't matter if I have. And, he, and I'm telling you, he lost his father in September, in February. He lost his wife in June. He was furloughed for three months. And guess what? I don't know anybody happier. I see him. And even when I talk, I can see the smile on his face. And I know that. He's just being his, living his best authentic self. And that's, and I said, it doesn't matter. So you're talking about losing two people that you love, losing mm -hmm. your job for a while, living in a time of COVID. And guess what? You're still happy. doesn't matter the mm -hmm. pressures. didn't matter the pressures. And, I, and, I, and I'm just going to give him a shout out and, and I'll let him see this. But Oliver Aguilar, you are an inspiration, my friend. Um, love you, buddy. And I know that it's been a hard year for you, but yet you're still... I mean, he's still pushing himself. He's going to the gym now every day. He's he's really again. This could be a time if he wore the shoe on the other foot, and it was, I've lost my father. Oh my god, I lost my wife. Oh my god, I was without a job. Oh my god, no, didn't matter. He woke up every day and I said so. 
if you're having to face those same sort of pressures with your job or I have to meet this, guess what? You know what? If You may not make the quota. You may not make what you need to make. But guess what? Tomorrow, you'll still have to figure out something to do. You'll still have to figure out. So if they tell you even tomorrow, you're fired because you need, okay, cool. Guess what? You got to wake up and you still got to go live a life. You know? mm-hmm. Do you want to live a life miserably or you want to live a life happily? I'm going to go try to live this again, as happy as I can. And I see plenty of people with way far worse, um, you know, predicaments than I am. And, and I say, you know what? If those people can still get up every day and be happy and go live life, you know what? So can I. And I take inspiration from those sort of folks. And I think that's so huge too is I'm open about my dark times. I don't feel like you can. I don't know though. Life brings you suck. Like, I don't know anybody that has not had a hard time in life. It's going to do it. And I think that's why for a lot of us, um, yes, it's hard to do that while we're in the moment. But, you know, that's why I say take take that time and see and go, this is the moment. This is what it is right now. See it for what it is. And I think at that point, you'll start to realize more about your own life and who you are as a person. And I think that's important. And we'll pop up another comment. No matter how bad you think you have it, someone else is struggling through worse. Personally, I look around and see some remarkable people cutting through some tough dealings in life. People you wouldn't think have had it in them still keep on the good fight. That gives me the strength beyond measure. That is so true, Shane. And I think it's important that we are all fighting a battle that people don't know. And we don't know how big their war is. Yes. And I think that that's huge. So um, I know we're close to the end of our time. So I do want to ask my final question for you. Um, Gabriel, for people that are apologizing for saying things that are countering their beliefs, what would you tell them? You know what? I, I would just tell them, you know, if you are apologizing, I think at that point you need to really look inside of yourself and wonder why you're apologizing. I mean, to me, that thing, that kind of sets off a little uh flag inside of saying you know you're tri- you're either trying to be a people pleaser which is a very hard life to live um i i know i functioned in that role for a little while myself and i it's it's a it's a struggle right and i and at that point i tell somebody you know what you really need a path you really need to go on a journey of self-discovery and find out who you are down to the core. You go out there and, and, and start looking, and it's and, and that's the hard part for a while. A lot of people don't take that journey very often. It's because they not only will not, they'll see the bad things about their own life, their own insecurities, and those are things that they don't want to actually have to deal with or face, or it might bring up things in their past. And to me, that's why I say, you know what? You'll never realize what kind of person you can actually be until you take that journey and you learn how to work past all of those things. For me, it was, it, it, again, it was getting past that fear. It's getting past that fear of rejection, the fear of judgment, the fear of all of these things. You know what? Once you, once you learn how to just say, you know what? 
I don't care anymore. I don't care what who's going to judge me, how are going to judge me. I only care in this world about one person's judgment, and it's none of you. I'm sorry, I don't apologize about that. It's none of you. I don't. Your judgment has no reflection on how I live my life. There's only one person, and that's and when I have to deal with him, then I'll really have answers to deal with. Other than that, though, I do what I do, and I say. And it took me. It took me getting to that journey and going digging deep inside of me and saying, you know what, you got to change. And that's the hard part for a lot of people is looking at looking at that person in the mirror and going, I'm happy with what I'm looking at. And for a lot of people, that's not the answer. For a lot of people, it's like. I need to change this or, oh my gosh, look at, I can't deal with this. And that's, I tell people don't, once you start down that journey, you've worked so hard to get to that point. Don't apologize. Don't go back and take that step backwards anymore. You're not that person anymore. Once you've, you can't unlearn something. So once you start learning to change, you can't go back and unlearn it. I'm sorry. You can't, you take the red pill, you take the blue pill. Once you've taken the, once you've taken the, the red pill, there's no going back. You can't unlearn what you've seen. Keep going forward. You've worked hard to get to this point. Why stop now? I've learned that from so many other people, and it's helped me as well. And it's become part of my own core beliefs. And this is why I said I can't go back to being who I was five years ago. Never again. So I don't apologize like that for anyone. But it is such a blessing. Thank you. For you to be so open and honest, and for coming on this show and talking. So. For people that want to reach out to you later on or may want to know more about your show, where can they find okay, you? Okay, pretty simple. I've laid it out. Try to make this pretty uh, same across all platforms. So if you look for me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can find me at MFSB Live. So it's MFSB Live, which is made for Scratch Broadcast Live. I just shortened it because it was a whole mouthful. Uh, you can check me out on my YouTube page at Mesa Scratch Broadcast there on YouTube. Uh, I have all my past shows that I put on there. And then you can check me out on LinkedIn. I do stream live on LinkedIn. So if you, uh, I am on LinkedIn Live, just connect with me at Gabriel E. Leal. Send me a direct message and invitation to connect. I always love connecting with new folks. And um, you never know who I meet. One of these days, some of one of these people might be on my show. So that's how, much, mm -hmm. that's how easy it is. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for everybody that tuned in. You are such a blessing. Go have an amazing day. You deserve it. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold. I'm not sorry for. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.